where the whiteboards are, a podcast by educators about all things education. Welcome to another episode of Where the Whiteboards Are. Uh, this is Eric. I am here with, well, uh, a lot of uh, really good friends of mine in the band director community. We're here at uh, the Missouri Music Educators Association uh, annual conference here in Tantara. Well, I mean, it's, it's called Margaritaville now, Margarita but it's, it'll always be Tantara in my it'll heart. It'll always be Tantara. It'll always be Tantara, yeah. honestly. Um, so uh, I guess I'll just give everybody a chance. You know, we got a lot of people here. It's, it's a conference. We're all just hanging out talking. Um, but I'll let everybody introduce themselves. I guess uh, you want to go first? Uh, yeah, I'm Dan. Uh, I teach band. Hi, Dan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm at the mu- Music Educators Conference, and I teach, you know, math. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, you yeah. teach history, so. Well, God. <laughs> we have, we've gone over that before. <laughs> Sorry, Mom. Yeah, so my name is Jacob. Uh, I teach in a rural... Hello. hello. I teach in a rural uh, district in central Missouri, middle school, high school band. My name is Zach, and I teach band in Missouri. In Missouri or Missouri? <laughs> Depends on the day. Depends on the minute. Hello, I am Brandon, and I also teach band in Missouri. Hello, my name is Rick. I teach band in the southwest region of Missouri. I've been teaching for 19 years. South Central. South Central. South Central. 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 You are not in my district. I mean, geographically on a map. (laughs) It's South Central. The southwest corner of Missouri. If you look at the map of Missouri. South Central. I've been teaching for 19 years, and it's, it's been a blast. I love it. I would hope so. So, uh, I guess the, the main focus, the topic that I wanted to go over, uh, Dan, Rick, you were both, uh, my cooperating teacher and the cooperating teachers of, uh, several of us in this room. I'm sorry, but there's like only two people in the room that I think weren't, uh, student teachers with me. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Yet. Um, and so I Lame. wanted to, I wanted Yet. to ask some questions just about the cooperating teacher, like perspective. Um, like specifically like your approach to it, though we could talk about like what you like about it, what you would change about it, you know, just really any, any, any sort of thoughts about it. Um, you know, I, I feel like honestly, like from my perspective, I would definitely like a cooperating teacher because I'm, I'm a single person teaching six through 12 band. And I would like a cooperating teacher, if nothing else, than just to like have like another educator in the room, like so that I can have more of a chance to do like one-on-one and stuff like that. Um, so I don't know what it, yeah, it's, it's like it, it's, it's obviously very helpful to have the extra hands. Um, but at the same time, you, you feel a little bit more responsibility for them as well and, and what they're doing in the room. So yeah, it's, it's nice to have somebody there to help obviously, but I think, you know, it's hard to say cause unfortunately we've been in a position where administrators have said to us that, you know, you need help. Why don't you just get a student teacher? And, you know, that's great. You know, Mm. obviously there's value there and like all of you have been amazing in that sense. But at the same time, it's like, that's not really fair to you guys. Mm -hmm. And that's not really what you're there to do. Well, Um, I think sometimes the administration doesn't understand that because we have a student teacher that doesn't necessarily make it easier on us. It does in certain ways, but if you approach it in the correct way, then it actually creates more work on the cooperating teachers 
And I would never trade that for anything else, but they'd look at it as free help sometimes. Right. And it's not really free help. It's more responsibility. More, more to teach. And, you know, you're not just worried about now the students doing the jobs that they need to do. You're also worried about student teachers doing the jobs that they need to do. And I, I, I learn just as much off the student teachers as I do off anybody else whenever I'm teaching with them because it's, it's fun to watch them from day one to the last day, how they develop and they develop so fast and the relationships that they get with the students in a, such a short amount of time is very eye-opening because you never know who you're going to make an impact on when you meet them and, and start working with them. So it's just really neat to see that develop over the course of time. So, I mean, it, it's good to have that like sort of perspective that, you know, it is extra work. Do you feel like it's uh, excessive amounts of work? Like, do you have, like, I don't know what kind of uh, homework you have to do for the university that you're coordinating with or like, I don't no, know. It's not, it's not a ton on that end. There's some training and it's, oh, it's the same videos every year. And it's, <laughs> uh, so one of these years I'm going to write it down so I don't have to actually watch the videos again to get the answers. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's not a ton on that end. I'd say for me, it's more of a, a, a pressure I put on myself to make sure that they're getting what they need. Yeah. Um, well, and to piggyback on that, when you we've been really blessed with a lot of really good student teachers throughout the years, and when you would like to give them more responsibility, but policies of school districts won't allow you to do that. For example, like ride a bus with students by themselves. Oh, yeah. You know, it's like you know, we have to find other faculty members to ride with us to go to events because we don't have enough band staff to ride the buses. And when we clearly have a student teacher that already knows the students and they're capable of being with them by themselves, but we really can't do that unless they have like a substitute certificate license and in technically employed through the district, mm. then we can't really utilize them like we could utilize them. If it was like a third director in the room. <laughs> yeah. It gets into this weird liability zone where you're like, you want them to have the experience of doing things like that on their own, but also it's still our responsibility at the end of the day. Yeah. Well, even just not the responsibility of it. It's like logistical things like, you know, we can't have a student teacher drive a school vehicle to even take stuff from the high school to the junior high for yeah. like practice or a football game or whatever, because they're not insured through the district. So until they're technically an employee, we can't utilize them in that kind of aspect either. So it's a, it's a logistical and a responsibility thing that gets hindered a little bit because of the policies and all that stuff that, the red tape that we have to jump through on that stuff all the time. But you got your free help. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, so, I mean, does, do you guys like, how would you feel, you know, Zach, Jacob, Brandon, how would you feel about like, you haven't had a student teacher yet. Right. So like, how would, how would you feel about having somebody else in the room? As a instructor, as a teacher, having a student yeah. teacher of my own. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I would be excited about it. I mean, right now I'm fairly young in my career, so I don't think I'm ready for it yet. Mm -hmm. But, you know, five, 10 years down the road, I think it'd be an awesome opportunity. I have learned from some really great people in my career, and I think I can pass along that knowledge. Um, I can also at least attempt to yeah. uh, make the experience better, you know, always doing something better, improving it along the generations. And 
I'm excited for it if and when that happens. I think it'd be a good opportunity for me and whoever, hopefully I teach, I'd pass along some good knowledge. Okay. Yeah, and I actually did have the honor uh, this this past year to have my first A-plus teacher um, working with me, there working with some kids. Um, and it was hard for me at the beginning to kind of see where they were at because, I mean, they're still just a high school student. They don't mm-hmm. have any formal training uh, through any university, anything like that. But to meet them where they're at, see where their goals are, see how that can help myself as well as help them um, and give them some of that responsibility, which is really hard because it's your program and and these are your kids that you see every single day uh, and they you're responsible for them. But then to be vulnerable to to let somebody else take those reins is, is hard to do, especially as being a young teacher. Yeah. I just really liked what Rick said about seeing the student teacher from day one and then like on their last day of student teaching. Um, Cause I mean, you kind of see that with kids already right now, like just as a teacher kids on the first day of school, kids on the last day of school. Um, but I think seeing an partial, seeing a partial adult, just becoming slightly more of an adult <laughs> in the field that they are passionate about would be pretty cool. Yeah. I'm glad, I'm glad you brought up a plus tutors because I, I have had an a plus tutor basically every semester that I've, that I've been at my current position. Um, and only this year did I realize, you know, specifically for like for this conference, I started training like last week and the week before I started training those A plus tutors to be able to lead a rehearsal. Um, and so I feel like I started to dip my toe just a little bit into the idea. I don't know. It was, it was really a sort of a gratifying experience for me because uh, I got to, I mean, there's probably some ego involved because like watching them try to run a rehearsal and I'm like, Oh, I'm actually not that bad at my job. <laughs> you know, saying like watching them like more or less flounder with it at first. Um, but you know, I not, not to put them down at all. Cause it's really cool. As I began working with them, they really started to, uh, like grow into that position. But then I saw the, the, the return in the, the high school ensemble that they're members of as well. And that, that was actually like, really kind of cool because you know they start to gain a little bit of that perspective as well so uh, i'm glad you brought that up it's a, it's, and it's the same thing with student teachers too and their mm-hmm. cooperating teachers you gotta you gotta let them get out there make those mistakes mm-hmm. let them flounder a little bit mm-hmm. and grow oh. and grow through that mm-hmm. and 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 sometimes like you're saying it's kind of hard for us to sit back and watch it because you're like you really want to jump in there and just yeah. like, if you just try this mm-hmm. but yeah you know sometimes it's it's better just for them to learn that on their own yeah yeah th- through um, the experience you know you know you're talking about jumping in there and making mistakes i i, th- I think it's very vital to that they they get in there and they try to have the most quote unquote real world scenario that they possibly can mm-hmm. kind of look at it almost like a science lab in yeah, a way yeah. where they're like, this is their chances or like are almost like a residency, mm-hmm. you know, where they're, they're just kind of living in that world for the last part of their collegiate career, as far as undergrad goes. And then whatever the decisions they make afterwards, where they go back to grad school, get a job, not teach at all. Cause we've had all three scenarios happen. Right. Um, you know, a lot of times what, what we try to do is we, we try to just ask them some questions about like, how'd you think this went? And it's not meant to like, say, 
you did really good or you didn't do this good at all. It's to make them think through the process in a reflective aspect. Like, how do you think, how, how, or for example, if they're in front of a seventh grade band for two weeks, you know, like straight, basically, it's like, how, you know, after, after four or five rehearsals, how, how do you feel things are going? Like, what would you, what do you like? What would you change? And it just makes them be more reflective on what they're doing. So they're like, not necessarily trying to like say, am I doing the right or wrong things? It's just like, am I liking what I'm doing? First of all, as far as my progression with them goes, uh, I had a student teacher once where I said, here, you have this band for three weeks. I gave him a piece of music. And I said, rehearse it like you're going to rehearse to go to festival with. Okay. And that was like probably a lot of focus. About 15 years ago. Yeah. And they really, really liked that aspect. And we ended up playing that piece on the concert after they were already graduated. Um, but I was like, let's take this piece. Let's work on it. Let's talk about how the flow is going. And do you, first of all, is there a flow? And do you like how the flow is going? What would you do to change the flow? Yeah. So would you say you guys are like, pretty cool with how the process has gone for you in the past like what 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 would you change about what's expected of you as the cooperating teachers i mean as far as what's expected of us i i don't know that i'd change anything um i think as far as you know from the student teacher perspective you know there's a lot of hoops to jump through that and you know in this industry there's always going to be hoops and it's unfortunate it's just a part yeah. of the job but you know i think from a student teacher standpoint i think they really deserve more from the districts and from the uh the 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 universities as far as what they're getting out of the experience not necessarily from what they're learning and, and how they're teaching all that stuff i mean you know it's hard especially in the climate we're in right now like should they be getting paid should should they be paying I mean, technically they're point. paying to teach right um I, i'm not sure that's Oof. the right way to do that man i, I, I don't know if we want to open that can of worms <laughs> but that's actually we're gonna open that can of worms okay. on a later episode well i just like it's it's that's a tough man and like if you ask me uh all of you guys when you're student teaching you and this is kind of our philosophy you mm. know you're teachers and we treat you like a teacher from day one and you know honestly that's how it should be mm. for everybody cool. but if that's true, then, well, should they be compensated <laughs> like that as well? Right I, right. I don't know. Well, and, you know, you say we treat them like teachers, and that's totally the truth. And our students have seen so many student teachers that they're kind of used to the process. Like, I mean, there's so many of, the, of our students that, like, really latch on to, yeah. like, a particular student teacher at some point in time. And they're just, like, really, really sad when they, you know, have to move on and go to other things. And, you know, it, when, when, when a student teacher kind of gets on the roll in the classroom, it's kind of cool to sit back and watch it mm -hmm. happen, you know, if they, if they get into a good groove. Yeah. And, you know, you talk about the compensation and all that stuff. It's like, I remember when I student taught that, like, I mean, paying to go to school, paying gas money to go yeah. 30 miles hard, away. Yeah. I mean, I had a 30-mile drive to yeah. my student teaching experience. So, I mean, yeah, 40 miles to get to your, right. your student teacher placement so, every day. I mean, I would, only, you're paying the tuition, you're paying gas money, food, yeah. 
you know, you have to worry about your lunches. I mean, I remember whenever, whenever I was student teaching with you guys, uh, we, I would teach all week, Monday through Friday with you guys. Um, and whenever there wasn't a football game, uh, on Friday night, I would go in and I would work and then I would work a double on Saturday. Like I would open and close like all the way through on Saturday. And then I would open Sunday morning. And then I, I made sure to reserve myself like the Sunday evening so that I could like, I don't know, sleep, sleep, <laughs> sure. sleep. Yeah. before, before getting back up on Monday. I mean, I was honestly working. I mean, ultimately those hours only added up to like technically a part-time job, but it felt like I was working too full jobs like all the way through teaching you yeah. were that is a full job so and yeah like like i said like we'll <laughs> dig more into that uh on a later episode um but i don't know some like would you consider uh like taking a student teacher for a full year like instead of just a semester at a time if i i, well, I think we would definitely consider it if that was possible mm -hmm. uh but i think that if we were able to take somebody for a full year, I think being able to lay more responsibility on them would be needed. Yeah. You know, like some of those logistical and policy things that I was talking about while supervision ago. Supervision and yeah, yeah, like it would be nice to be able to like, Hey, if the student teacher wants to work with a brass quartet after school and we can go home, you know, yeah. and be able to do that. I think that would be very valuable yeah. for them and the students because that is a very real world scenario right there. Yeah. I mean, and that's, that's probably a little unique to like the band world, but like still, even with like after school tutoring with other, you don't have to raise your hand. You can, <laughs> <laughs> well, kind of picking, piggybacking off of that. Um, I'm interested who, like what semester did everybody student teach in fall versus spring? Cause I student taught in the fall oh. and I had like, at least in our field, the fall semester and the spring semester are very different. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's they, completely right. They I, are, I student taught in the spring mm -hmm. and missing out on so many of those fall activities. Mm -hmm. I mean, band camp, marching band, yeah. all that stuff. Starting Friday night football games. Starting sixth graders. Beginning you know? students, all of yeah. that stuff. But then flip of that, if you do student teach in the fall you don't prepare for festival you don't yeah. sight read you solo, don't solos and ensembles. solo and ensemble yeah. you have all those other yeah. things that you're missing out on i mean i would love for there to at least be the option to go um, for a whole to year to go for a full year mm -hmm. um not something that would be a requirement i know that like there's a program with elementary education majors where they can internship for a full yep. year um they can choose to do just a semester and get their degree and get out but I think that it does them so much yeah. uh, more yeah. benefit to go ahead and do that full year where they can start them um, and see what the class is like right at the beginning of the year with that new teacher, take them all the way through mm -hmm. their full program. And I think that that's great for elementary, but the difference with the band activity of what's expected of us, it almost uh, dictates that we need to have the opportunity to do a full year. What, what, what do you as cooperating teachers think about fall versus spring? Uh, this is Eric's podcast. Go ahead, Dan. I'm sorry. No, I, <laughs> I, I like what, what Zach was saying there, but I think the, I think it's interesting. I wonder with the verbiage, uh, you know, internship versus student teaching. And that mm -hmm. makes me think of like other trades. Yeah. Like if yeah. you're Rick's an electrician. Yeah. But if you're like an electrician and you are have an internship with a company, you get 
paid, right? Yeah. Yeah. And you work for that year as an intern. Yeah. And well, then, or however many years. And do then you, do you guys get compensated for being cooperating teachers? Uh, very little, but yeah. yes. Oh, okay. All yes. right. Now, if you're talking about in the band world, a student teacher in the fall versus a student teacher in the spring have totally completely different time uh, commitment restraints. Yeah. Yeah. So if a person's in the fall, they're going to be there with us after school and on uh, day on days that are outside the school week on like on Saturdays, mm -hmm. I would say probably 50% or more time than people that are in the spring. Yeah. Because they're just that much like we don't have Tuesday night rehearsals in the right. spring. So that or Friday you, night football or, games yeah, or, or Saturday, Saturday night competitions. competitions. I was unique. I never even left the county with you guys, so I just kinda showed up at <laughs> eight o'clock when the day started and left with at three county. and called it good. Wait, so uh so if if we're if we're going down that route, like you think the student teachers should be compensated, do you think that they should be compensated by the school district or should they be compensated by the university? Hmm. Like where, where's the money coming from? That's well, a good that's question. question yeah. Isn't yeah. It? Like, well, that's the million dollar question, isn't it? Yeah. Um, you know, <laughs> which makes more sense. The compensation. The state. Maybe, so it's not all on. I don't, know, like, like, I don't know. Maybe yeah. like there can be maybe even a cut in their tuition fee. Yeah. To, yeah. Uh, okay. That, that okay. Would probably the easiest way to do that. Eliminate the tuition fee. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Stipend or something. Whoa, 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 like make whoa. it a Free requirement to do. Wait a, a second. A requirement to do the time, but yeah. maybe don't make them pay the tuition cost because technically, you know that that cooperating teacher from or that I guess the uh, the supervising teacher from the university mm -hmm. has a very limited amount of contact they have the class on mondays they usually do yeah and then a lot of times that's over zoom anyway right or like they come out to be observed you know handful of times and then that's it you know there's really not a lot of responsibility on the other side of the university for as as a teacher point you know really the, all the responsibilities on the cooperating teachers yeah for the most part well, I kind of think that if there's going to be some compensation, it should maybe be looked at more of like extra duty pay that the teacher is already receiving because the teacher gets their compensation to work their job as a teacher. Mm -hmm. But then it's the extra duty to stay there on Tuesdays and Fridays and Saturdays. Mm -hmm. um, and if the district is using that free help, quote unquote, of that student teacher, but that student teacher is making a difference for the students and is there and is educating their students on all of these extra times, then that, that amount of it, I think the district should have some responsibility if we're going to have any compensation in there. Well, and going back to the, you know, procedure and logistical responsibilities, if the student teacher were to become a tech, like a part-time employee of the district and get some comp compensation that we could give them those responsibilities that we would like to give them yeah. like supervision by themselves duties, maybe give them even the key to the school, right. you know, I mean, because every single time our student teachers arrive at school in the morning, they have to say, we're here. Yeah. Can you yeah. let us in? <laughs> <laughs> and we promptly ignore the text and yeah. <laughs> well, that's, that's unique to your school district though, because when we were doing our, um, student teaching seminars and, and talking with other student teachers, they would have keys and they would have um, the electronic little swipe in cards and they would be able to 
supervise students. So I think that that does actually have to do with district uh, there, standards. Oh, there is a like student that. teacher in my district right now with the choir, high school choir director, and she does have a set of keys. She does have at least a key to the office. Well, I don't know totally that, foreign that, for me. but for me, that kind of opens a can of worms, man. Cause like it yeah, comes right. down to liability at that yeah. point. You know, when it comes down to it, you have to protect yourself and them and right. the students right. yeah. and yeah. the coworkers yeah. that you work with on, on a full-time basis. Right. So with that liability thing, it's like, you know, we, you, there's a line that you have to draw and then you just don't cross it. No matter what that where that line is, you have to figure out where that line is and just don't cross it. I would just hate for somebody like one of you to be in a situation where you become liable for a situation that you might not necessarily be prepared for. And, you know, again, that that comes back on the CT, too, you know. So I think in, in instances, at least for me, my preference would be, well, it's my job. It's my band. I need to make sure I need to be the one that falls on the sword if something happens here, you know. So I just would never want that sort of liability on you um, should, some, should something happen, you know. Well, and that just comes down to protection. You know, we, we protect each other. And then we protect our student teachers yeah. and we protect our students. We yeah. just got, you have to, you have to just make sure that all your ducks are in a row and you, that's what it is. Well, and we're, we're kind of dancing around, you know, the question here where like, what do you do as the cooperating teacher when you do not approve of what you see in the classroom? Like whether it's just like an in the moment, like that can't happen right now. Like that is unacceptable versus like, you don't like the flow that it's taken necessarily. Like how do you, how do you approach that kind of correction uh, with, you know, you said that, that we're teachers, you treat us like teachers from the start. Like, so how do you, how do you approach that? Yeah. I, I think, you know, we've been very lucky with the student teachers we've gotten. Um, and we've not had to do too much of that. You know, I think it is with, with leading anything, really. It, it comes down to making sure that everybody on the team is on the same page and that we have the same goals and that we're all working towards those goals. Um, and I think most of the time, everyone's been pretty on board with that. Um, I don't know that we've necessarily had someone that we've had to really rein in or, or redirect into another way. Um, and, you know, and a lot, some of that comes down to personality too, you know, cause everyone brings their own style and, yeah, yeah. and technique to the, to the table. And I think, I think a lot of people stifle that sometimes. Um, and I, I want to encourage that, you know, because every, everyone's going to do things a little different. And as long as we're, you know, aiming in the same direction and working towards the, the same goals, then go for it. Go for it. If you do it a little different than me, fine. Um, you know, as long as you're getting the results you want and you're, you're achieving the goals you want that, that all for the better. Yeah. Um, I completely agree. And I think that, you know, they, when they walk in the doors for our, our program, you know, there is literally no ego at all at the school like from from the from us like we are 1000 percent on the same page all the time and if if for most some reason time. most of the time <laughs> and if for some reason we don't get on the same page for a second we listen to each other they fight about it and <laughs> arm wrestle we, dad we to listen to each other and you know it's like okay, dads are fighting obviously your thought process is going to work out better than my thought process or, vi or vice versa 
And I think the student teachers see that pretty quick. Yeah. And, you know, it's like, I, I don't have a choice to get, but to, but to be part of the team. Yeah. You know, you, you're jumping, you're a part of the team. You are the team. We're the team. Let's do this. Well, I think it's so interesting because at least from my perspective, in order to have success with student teaching, because you only have that semester with these kids, but those kids have already been in the program, been with these directors for four years uh, in cases, I mean, longer with some of those older students, that if you get in there and just try and go guns a blazing and, and change things and do it all your style, that might not be the most successful way to, to reach those kids and you won't get the responses that you're looking for. So it's, it's, a, it's a balance of uh, trying things out and making mistakes um, and trying to put your own spin on things while also making sure that you are doing things that are in the best interest for those kids and the program as a whole because you don't want to just uh, waste, waste anybody's time. Um, you want... You want to see growth in the students while also being able to grow yourself. It's all, it's almost like the the like the students or the program will do the correction for you. Like whenever it whenever a rehearsal or a class, you know, uh, just like blows up in your face and it's not working because you're trying to like force your way, you know, onto that, you know. Well, and one of the things I I like about how we handle student teachers is we are very willing to give up quote unquote podium time. Yeah. And like, let the, let the student teacher get in front of the students as about as fast as we can, you know, mm -hmm. you know, we, I mean, they come in, we got to kind of get a little feel for everything, you know, for the first week or so. And then we start trying to say, for lack of a better word, throw them in the fire, you know, as about as quick as we can. And so like, for example, with like our student teacher this semester, who's not here with us, mm -hmm. Um, you know, I, I, I program, he's only with us first hour because he goes to elementary, uh, after first hour. So like through the programming for the, for this semester, I purposely picked a two contrasting tunes yeah. for him to work on for the con for each one for each concert so that he can have the, um, like experience of working on those tunes and then conducting for the concert. So like, when Zach came in and student taught with us, I picked air for band for him to conduct because yeah. that's such a cool band standard piece. Oh, yeah. And like, I, I just, that's what I always try to do. And like with junior high, we kind of, they kind of get to work on almost all the pieces. So, you know, sometimes we'll say, which one do you like working on the most, you know, mm -hmm. or give them a little, little bit of a, more of a freedom of choice mm -hmm. in that process. I think that's pretty valuable. That's cool. Yeah, it seems like like bringing bringing them into the fold just as like 100% member of the team, you know, really kind of like uh heads off any sort of uh risk, you know, that you have in in losing the pedagogy, like in losing the the direction of your class. Yeah, and it's just like walking into any job, there's there's parameters, right? That you got to work within. And, um, you know, and that can, that can help guide you in a way, uh, to see what you do like doing and see what techniques you are successful with and maybe not. Yeah. So, you know, it's, I think we've got good parameters in place with our kids that will allow student teachers 
to figure that stuff out, figure out how they want to do things and how, you know, it's, it's like, I mean, uh, I mean, we teach band. There's only so many ways to do <laughs> yeah. what we do. There's only 12 notes guys, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, and uh, in, in all the complexity of, uh, complexities of music, there's, 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 you know, right ways to do it and wrong ways to do it. Um, But, uh, you know, I I think having those parameters in place that we already have allows those student teachers to flourish. Yeah. Cool. Right on. Well, I mean, I don't know. I I can't really think of any more questions right now. Do you guys have any like final thoughts about like the cooperating teacher process or like anything, anything else to say about it? Yeah. I mean, uh, Rick kind of touched base on this a little bit earlier. Um, but you know, I have to say my, my journey as a teacher has been incredibly enriched through this process. Um, you know, uh, for all extents and purposes, having a, a complete stranger come into your life yeah, real. and spend every single day with you for four months straight uh, in your classroom, after school, just everywhere. And you know how our lives are um, in and outside of the classroom. And it's, it's just an incredibly enriching experience for us. Um, and I can only hope that our student teachers get a percentage of what we get out of it. Um, you know, uh, the, the friendship, the camaraderie, the, the relationships that have come out of it has been just a true highlight of my career. Yeah. Without question. You literally have a room full of friends sitting around yeah. you yeah. because you're our cooperating <laughs> yeah. teachers. Like, well, and go ahead, Dan. No, I, it's just like, I, I, I feel incredibly blessed and thankful for, for that because, you know, it's, it's, it's such an incredible experience to see as we're walking through the halls of, of the conference, just see all the people that have, have come through our program um, and just see the incredible things that everybody's doing. It's, it's just, it's just a really, it's a really, and we're very thankful that we get to do that. Cool. I 1000% agree with that. And it was, it's kind of surreal too, because there has been a couple semesters that I've talked to Dan. I said, we need to take a break this semester. Like yeah. We should not take somebody like, for example, uh, last spring was one of those, you know, we had a big trip going on and, uh, we just finished a really great student teacher, uh, last year in the fall. Just an incredible. <laughs> Um, he was okay. <laughs> he's sitting right Love next to us. Love too. <laughs> and, uh, no, like, uh, you know, I was talking to Dan, I was like, man, we really need to take a break this semester. You know, we got a big trip going on. There's a lot going, there's a lot of other things going on. Let's just take a step back. We'll get one next, next semester. And, uh, it's just really cool to see them blossom and become great music educators on their own. Yeah. And the camaraderie and the friendship that we have is just second to none. Yeah. It's a family, really, is what it is. Very cool. Yeah. Very cool. All right. Any other thoughts? Jacob, Zach, Brandon? Well, I didn't have either of these guys as my student teachers. Yeah. But <laughs> after, after student hearing teacher. them talk, I wish I would have. It sounds like a great experience. I mean... I mean, obviously yeah. yours was positive enough that you're here. Oh, so. I mean, I, I had a great student teaching experience, but, you know... 
just sitting and hearing everybody talk about everything, I'm still learning. Yeah. It's it's great. Aren't yeah. we all? Aren't we all? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. They were okay. Exactly. <laughs> we're we're still learning, and I mean, we learn so much. You don't learn anything in college. You learn everything when you yes. student teach, and then you actually learn everything when the you first start year teaching. you teach. Yeah, yeah you keep real. learning everything. Yeah. Exactly, relearning it. Yeah, it's it's the it's the cooperating teachers that you're still learning from every. I mean, every single day after you've left their program because they can only give you so much uh-huh. knowledge in those five months. Yeah. Um, they can't fit it all in. There's just too much that that exists. Um, but being able to sit here with all of these people that have uh, had these same experiences with these cooperating teachers um, and being able to bounce ideas off of each other and continuing to learn from each other, um, continuing to bond and, and build relationships um, and see the, the lineage that, that exists because, because of these guys is, is really special. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say one last thing before I, I sign off. Great job today. Hey, thanks for listening to Where the Whiteboards Are. If you have any comments, questions, uh, topic suggestions, anything like that, please feel free to reach out to us. We have an email address. It is WTWA at 277media.com. Where the whiteboards are. WTWA at 277media.com. The opinions expressed in our podcast are that of the individuals and do not represent the opinions of their employers, school districts, or communities in which they work.